<laughs> she continues to mess with me. Oh, welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hello. Frightened for the last month of podcasting that I'm going to be like, hi, and you're not going to expect it. You enjoy doing the unexpected. I certainly do. Uh, and then you do the opposite. Yeah, you know, I got to keep you on your toes, man. It's working. I'm terrified. <laughs> so the cocktail of the week is the coconut mojito. I can't believe we haven't done it before, but we went in back and consulted the fan wiki where someone has faithfully cataloged all the cocktails of the week and it's not on there. Because we've had coconut mojitos a lot in our lives. We drink a lot of them. We have a mint plant specifically for making mojitos. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lime tree specifically for making cocktails too, but there's it's no limes. It's not always liming. Nope. It's blooming right now, but no limes. So, uh, grocery store limes. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, coconut rum. Heckin' delish. Yeah, it makes it... it I mean, it, a normal mojito is very good. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's sweet. But with coconut rum, it's... Sweet and with coconut. <laughs> I want you to know that, like, the recipe that I had for this mojito had me use less simple syrup and I tasted it and I was like, nope, dear dad will want it sweeter than that. And I added more because I love you. I thank you. You're welcome. I like it sweet. Excellent. Um, okay, so that's cocktail of the week. Let's jump into some dog updates. Let's begin with one that was not on the schedule two hours ago when I had dog stuff to talk about and appeared on the schedule, which is Vink ate my skirt. Vink is a quiet terrorist. She doesn't like overtly do anything. She's not very needy, but she'll just like, yeah, eat a freaking skirt if she like quietly gets away with it. Mm. So we're like hanging out, like we had both worked out, nope. hanging out, chatting in the bedroom. And then I hear this sound on the floor. And I'm like, what is that sound? Like, is someone licking their paw? Is it, what is that? Yeah. It's kind of like... Which is not unusual. There's always <laughs> someone eating something or tearing up a toy or licking themselves or something. There's a lot of weird mouth noises around this house that yeah. are not you or me. <laughs> no, that's right. We, you know, we tend not to make those. I keep my mouth closed. And most of the time lately, it has been guac, like, pulling the fur off tennis balls, which is fine. He gets it. He's very effective at ripping stuff to pieces. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he only has ripped things right. that he's allowed never to. Never the couch, never clothes, never, nope. yeah, no, to just tennis balls and toys. Yeah, but guac was on the bed yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's right. And the sound was not on the bed. So I looked down, and there's Vink. Oh, crap, what is she eating? Yeah, it's making these little kind of rippy sounds. <sighs> little rippy sounds so what happens is the skirt that i had on like before i went to run uh has pockets and apparently in one of those pockets was a kleenex or a napkin or something and vink as we have mentioned before is obsessed with eating kleenexes and obsessed napkins. obsessed she all of my like adidas track pants that i wear as pajama bottoms they all have pockets, and every single pocket in every pair has holes in it because Vink will be like, there's a Kleenex in there. She's an idiot. There's a big <laughs> part of a pocket, right? There's the part where your hand goes in. She could just put her snoop in there and get the Kleenex, but no, she comes at it from the other side and then chews a hole in the pocket to get to the Kleenex that's in the pocket. It is her preferred method of access. Yeah, it's like if there's an open door in a room, 
she'll gnaw her way through the drywall on the other side. Yeah, but it's it's totally not that she wants to eat the pocket. She wants the Kleenex because when she gets the Kleenex, she shreds it up into bits and walks away. <laughs> she does, she doesn't even eat it. She just <laughs> makes a big freaking mess. <laughs> so I look down. I mean, I've had this skirt for maybe two days, and now there's a hole in the pocket. Fortunately, uh, this is part of my, like, Poshmark obsession. Uh, I love Poshmark, and it lets me, you know, spend five bucks on a piece of clothing that, like, maybe it'll fit, maybe it won't. And I recently found these skirts that are, like, they're nice, like, smocked waist. You just, like, pull them on. They've got pockets. They're the right length. They're, like, exactly the hole I have had in my Keys wardrobe. And so... They're literally five bucks on Poshmark. They were clearly like really popular two or three years ago. And so there's tons of them in my size. And so I just bought all of them. (laughs) I bought like, because I haven't spending any money. And I'm like, Jadad, I found these skirts. Um, I just bought like eight of them. Expect many packages in the next week. (laughs) And I, I mean, I think I have six that are all the same color, like this blue ombre. I'm sure you will see it in the snaps because I have, well, now I have one less. So it wasn't a huge loss because it was a $5 used skirt, and I have many multiples of it, but still. And and Venk is so pleased with herself and absolutely oh, not, so happy. not guilty about it. Like, And you can't yell at her because she doesn't even know her name. So she's just like, <laughs> well, it was a loud noise. That was weird. Every time I eat a Kleenex, sometimes there's a loud noise. That's <laughs> odd. Mm, where's another yeah. Kleenex? So there you go. Yeah. Vink is on the list of dogs to give away today. <laughs> Not really. Million dollars. We'll shave her. Wasn't that, wasn't that the deal? I think it was $7 million, <laughs> and they also got your house. Yeah. We were going to shave her, though. Shave Vink. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. There's the Vink update. Other than that, she's fine. Uh, Chief Brody has been wearing a sleeve, which many of you have noticed and asked about in the snaps. He likes turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy has really bad elbow calluses, which like mo- lots of old dogs have those. Yeah. Um, his are pretty severe and they tend generally not to bother him, but one of them got itchy and he's been both licking at it and then like scratching it with his back leg. And he's not even doing it all that much, but it had started bleeding like just a little, like he clearly had just like irritated it where it was sort of raw um, it could be because I clipped his back nails and that may have made them like, you know, sometimes that makes them a little sharp. I don't know. But anyway, it's been sort of itchy. And so we tried all kinds of stuff. Like you I taped, tried. Taped it first. I had uh, like vet wrap, which is like that sort of adhesive tape. Uh, so I tried making him a little cuff out of that. That didn't work. I tried something else that didn't work. There was another sleeve that just, just oh yeah, like, queso is on a string, yeah. Yeah, queso. Uh, if I don't know if y'all remember, but when she had her surgery, like last summer, to take the big lipoma off her thigh, she had a her whole thigh had a big long incision that she kept licking, and so we had like a hockey sock on her for a while. I tried <laughs> all this stuff, and eventually just bought the post surgical back leg sleeve that like ties around the tongue they worked great yeah that green uh, sleeve that she had on for a while so we still had that in the bin of dog stuff and i tried putting that on brody's front leg uh but he very quickly was able to just pull his front leg out of it because it's designed for the back leg so i finally just like went on amazon and whatever spent the 15 bucks to get the front leg post-surgical sleeve which has like a little hole for the other front leg and it goes all around the middle it's very secure yeah uh, cute little cuff on the bottom. It's like a rig. He's got yeah. a rig. 
and it's very comfy. It's like t-shirt material. Um, you know, it, it's super adjustable in size. So, it, you know, it's not like it's tighter pulling on him, but it's full of salt right now because he keeps going in the water with it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it, I mean, it is just like a t-shirt. It gets soaking wet. And so then it has to come off. Um, and he laughs, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but it's getting better. So I've been giving him Apoquil, which is like the anti-itch medicine and it's just sort of been healing up. We got some balm for it and I'm spraying it with the bitter apple so he doesn't lick at it. And so it's, it's healed up quite a bit. Um, and he's now mostly going without the sleeve, but that's what that was for. I'm sure it will come back at some point, but it's nothing serious. It's just to keep him from, you know, you don't want it to get bad because then it can get infected and, you know, then it itches more. So bleeds on the carpet. It's a mess. We go through so much hydrogen peroxide to clean blood <laughs> off the carpet in this house between like Swizz just has sort of chronic nosebleeds like every now and then she gets them and then they're fine. She had one last week briefly. Mm. Yeah. Usually they last like 24 hours. This was just like an hour, a little bit of, you know, she sneezes and then there's just like a little murder scene. Like that kid in class who gets nosebleeds. It just happens. Yep. Uh, so hydrogen peroxide, you just pour that on the blood. Takes it right out, dissolves yeah. it. Uh, so we have a lot of hydrogen peroxide, which you can still get. Alcohol you can't get, but hydrogen peroxide you can get plenty of. So, yeah, and I, and I, he goes in the water pretty frequently, but he, yeah. he kind of wanders in and wanders out. He's not like a hops who stays in all day, which I think mm. would would impede the the healing. I think the for way sure. CB does it, it's it's fine, or maybe even good for his skin. I don't know. Yeah, dear dad is a big believer in the. Miracles of salt water, curative properties of salt if water. If you're not in it all day, I'm looking at you, Hops. He does. He's like, I think she's pruning. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't prune. I feel it's like, like she's going like to end up just like my feet. <laughs> uh, okay, so there you go. There's the Chief Brody update. Other than that, he's doing really good. Um, he's a big sweetheart. Oh, he's just an angel. He's wonderful. Um, hops is good. I don't think any issues with Hops. Just... Loves watching fish now, and she's actively, like, following fish around now. Yep, yep, making friends with the fish. She's making friends. Um, Swizz's anxiety is getting a little bit better. Someone had recommended to me Thunder Spray. So it's made by the people who make Thunder Shirt, and it's like a spray bottle, and they're like, mist it in the air, spray it on your dog. Spray it on their bed. Spray, spray it on, on heckin' everything. On the Thunder Shirt, right? Yeah. Spray it on the Thunder Shirt. And they're like, oh, you know, it's really good. It has worked great for us. And I was like, it's not going to hurt. Like, it's basically just like aromatherapy. I don't think there's even any pheromones in it. It's just like essential oils. It smells very nice. Um, yeah, it makes the house smell better. Yeah. So I've been just like, when Swizz is getting wound up, I'm like, come here. And I just like spray it on her face. <laughs> Not quite quite on her face. I do spray it on the top of her head. I spray it on her chest. Uh, just a couple sprays. It really does seem to help calm her down. I mean, if, if, even if it's just distracting her, but the last time she kind of plopped down on her side and was just lying there. Yeah. Almost like she passed out from the... It, he, dear dad is exaggerating. It was not like that at all. Um, <laughs> but it does seem to like very quickly bring her down a few notches in terms of her anxiety. So I was using it today. Uh, we worked out separately today. So like I kind of ate while dear dad was working out and then he ate some dinner while I was working out. And, or I guess after I made some soup, you were eating soup after I got back from my run Yeah. and Swizz kind of gets apoplectic during mealtime and she'd already had her dinner. So I was trying to distract her so she doesn't get like 
super freaked out. And uh, at some point I was like, come here. And I like sprayed her head and stuff with it. And then she's like, okay. And then she sort of lay down and like, let me pet her. Yeah. And it could just be that, you know, my distracting techniques overall were working, but I feel like that stuff definitely helps. So that's an interesting addition. Um, she is still definitely on the melatonin three times a day and the Xanax twice a day. We haven't cut back on the medicine at all. Wow. Um, we have taken the thunder shirt off. I feel like there's not a big difference from last week where she was with the anxiety, but we're definitely better than before we started the treatment. Well, I mean, we're, we're acting differently, mm -hmm. especially around mealtime when she gets the most stressed or, or anxious. That's really working though. Yeah. The, yeah. She's getting used to this routine of like, okay, when we go like out on the porch to eat dinner, she gets her food tossed to her like one little nugget at a time. Um, if I, if I get distracted, if I'm like actually enjoying my dinner <laughs> and forget to throw her a piece, she will come over and like, she tried to eat a whole chunk of cauliflower yesterday. She like drinks our drinks or whatever. I mean, she'll just like start in on whatever we yeah. have. Yeah. Um, but it, it, she doesn't seem bothered by doing dinner that way. Like that seems to keep her occupied. So we haven't had any dinner time freak out since no. we started doing that. And when I go outside, yeah, I usually take her because she's not going to run away and yeah. if not and if she gets wound up inside she starts scratching at the door and freaking herself out yep yep so we're we're kind of adapting to her and took her for a ride today oh did you take her for a ride no no we uh, this oh morning, she did we yeah picked up your car yeah yeah she's uh she likes the car rides and so that's right we i had my car in so yesterday we brought her in to drop my car off and today we brought her in when we picked my car up she's a good rider she's great She's very mellow in the car. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got her kind of under control. Like it's not, some would say she's training us, but you know, it's fine. Whatever works. Hey, I mean, really whatever works, right? Like yeah. she was really unhappy with that anxiety and now she's better and it makes our lives better. Like it's, it's not a matter of wills. Like we have to win or something. No, no. It's, as long as we can find an arrangement, it's good. I mean, we take these kinds of dogs because like they need help. And, you know, she somehow got to this point where she needed more help. Bank and... needs help. <laughs> Stop eating my clothes, Bank. Uh, anyway, so her anxiety, not huge progress from last week, but definitely big progress from before we started treating it. And I feel like if it just stays like this, you know, we, we may try switching some medicines if it just stays like this. But if this is as good as it gets, like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, we can live with it like this. We couldn't really with how it was before. It was too dramatic before, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Um, Guac is still doing his sexier than a squirrel, though I did slack off. I didn't do it today. Uh, some, sometimes there's just other stuff to do. Yeah, um, life. Yeah, but it is helping. So I had him out. I brought him outside yesterday. I don't know what I had to do. Like I was going downstairs to get something. Like it was a brief trip down. He darted out, didn't he? I let him out. I'm uh. like, go ahead, come on out. Let's see what happens. And of course, he's like, I'm free. <laughs> and he's just like galloping around like full speed. Meow, meow. I can't see him. He's kind of like a horse. He gets very excited when he's outside off the leash and he ran into the water, which is the thing he does. And so I just, just like, all right, I'm just going to go get whatever the thing is that I wanted to get. And I called him and I've been... They don't really tell you to teach the command that you use to for recall yet 
in the thing. Right. Um, and the sexier than a squirrel thing, but I've kind of been incorporating it. Like when he's coming to me, when I'm giving him food, I'm kind of saying the command just so he gets used to it, which is how we did it with hops. Um, still, still playing all the games, but iterating that command every time he comes to me. And so I give him the command. We use touch for our, our command for hops and we're using that with guac. And then I kind of like, he looked at me, he's standing in the water. He looked at me. He knows what I want. He also wants to run away. Like that's his favorite game. And so one of the games that they teach you in the sexier than a squirrel is like you hide. Oh, right. Interesting. So I do this one with him in the bedroom. Sometimes the way you play it in the sexier than a squirrel is like you give him a bite of food and then you run around the corner. So like I'll put the food on the floor in the bedroom and then I'll go into the master bathroom where he can't see me. And then he has to come find me. And then he gets a big pile of food. And while he's eating that, I go like hide behind a bed and then he has to come find me. Mm. And to make it a game for them to be like, oh, where? Oh, they just darted behind something. I got to go find them because what you want is for them to come to you, right? right. So he kind of looked at me and I was at the, he was in the water. I was like at the base of the stairs outside. And so I like ran behind the little enclosure so he couldn't see me anymore. And I, you know, I could hear if he's coming out of the water and he stood in there for a good 30 seconds thinking about it. Yeah. And then comes, comes. So oh, I gave him great. the command. I'm like, walk, touch. And he looked at me, and you cannot give the command more than once, right? Because then they learn they don't have to listen to it the first time. It's better to just let it go. And so I go, okay, give him the command. He looks at me. I go hide behind the thing. And then he came, and it was great. And then we went right upstairs. That's great. It's definitely not reliable <laughs> at this point at all. Uh, but he knows, and he's doing it a little bit. Um, so we occasionally will let him off. Like if I'm doing the live stream or if they're playing fetch, I'll let him out off the leash. But if we need him to come back in, he can't. Like he definitely won't just come. No, and, I, and I'm still worried that like tonight I had him out and the neighbors two doors down had their cat food fish feeding oh, yeah. frenzy. And I was worried that I mean, he was on a leash, right? That, that he'd start swimming over there. He for sure would. Like well, if he, he realized just, it distracted by eating rocks so i guess you know it was, he, he didn't actually notice if he were off leash maybe yeah he would have just started i pictured myself having to like jump on him yeah Catch no if, if he saw the cat food at this point and was off the leash that's absolutely. sexier than, than sexier anything. than me for sure uh so we're working on it but i i think the games are helping uh he gets them He's not as motivated as the dogs in the videos are to play the games, but because he can, he's smart enough where he's like, I see that you have a handful of food, <laughs> but I also see that there's an entire bowl. Of, could I just have the bowl? I'll throw the food. And he's like, you're still holding. Just give me the bowl. I just, <laughs> I want the whole bowl of food. And uh, so I kind of have to convince him like, nope, nope, you're not getting the whole bowl. Uh, get, you got to get the bits I throw. And then he's like, fine. Can I have the whole bowl? please. So we're still doing it. Uh, we're probably like halfway through, I think. Um, and we've only missed a couple days. So he's getting yeah. there. It's we. It's again, it's, it's just weird. Not, ha not knowing what he's, he's been doing for three years. What, what has, how's he been treated? Was, what was the dynamic? Does he, was he getting yelled at? Was he not, was he getting ignored? Was it, it's just a weird, he won't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you just don't know what he's in his head expecting or responding to or worried about. You know, he's getting more comfortable. He's barking a little bit more. He's more vocal. You know, like a boat will go by and he's barking at it. I don't think he yeah. did that two weeks ago. It's interesting, though, because when he's with us, like when he's in the house, 
he absolutely needs our attention all the time. Yeah, he's like, very needy. Yeah, yeah. He's like physically touching one of us. He's got like a ball in his mouth and a chin on the lap all the time. Absolutely. He'll push other dogs out of the way. Yeah, connected to us. I mean, he sleeps in the bed. He needs to be touching us at all times. But when he goes outside, he doesn't need that. But I think all of his running away and stuff is he really wants to play. He thinks it's a great game to run away. That's what he knows. My guess is that it, like he doesn't seem like he was abused or even neglected at all before he he was not well trained um though he's got a perfect sit right so he had some training yeah um but he's you know he doesn't do any of the stuff that you get used to from dogs who are really mistreated right he doesn't cower he doesn't whine he doesn't get anxious right right, i mean he seems pretty confident and happy but i think his old owner must have chased him a lot because he really thinks that's a good game. Like, he's got it ingrained that, like, running away from you is the best game. Oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, and that's a thing that'll happen, like, if you don't spend time training them, right? Lots right. of puppies think it's... I mean, Hops was totally like that. Thinks it's fun to run away. The more frustrated you get, the better. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> It's just a great game. And you really have to work with them on it. And if you're just like, God damn it, dog, get over here. And you're like constantly chasing them and they get to keep running away. Like it really reinforces it. And my guess is that, uh, you know, the rumor is that he lived on a farm Hmm. and, um, you know, with the owner of the farm, but that he was sort of outside just on the farm all the time. So it's not like he had a constrained area, which he seems like he has absolutely no understanding of boundaries. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) You know, we're like all our other dogs have kind of got like, okay, like you don't go past the yeah. fence line. Not that, you know, like Kesa would like to do an escapo, but she kind of got, this is our yard. Like she never yeah. was, she was aware there were boundaries and sometimes wanted to get around them. He just seems totally unaware, no. which kind of makes sense. And if the owner would be trying to get him to come in and he'd be like, Ooh, I can run away. I have all the space to run away. Uh, then he has learned that that's a great game. Oh. That's, that's my intuition. But yeah, he does, he's he's confident in a way that most of the abused or that all of the abused and neglected dogs are not. Yeah, like he I, doesn't seem worried. I think he was loved. I mean, yeah, I think he he was treated nicely. And yeah, being inside, you can t- tell that he's he needs attention and touch. Yeah, which is nice. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's a good boy. Uh, I don't talk about giving him away. As much as they did before. <laughs> That's something. We never would actually give them away. But there was one point where I was crying to GR Dad. You know, this is a couple months ago. Just being like, this may have been a mistake. <laughs> like, he's so goddamn frustrating. Like, uh, yeah, after punching in the face or something. Was I like, think it was like we were trying to go out to dinner. This is how long ago uh, it was. And he wouldn't come in. And it took us like 20 minutes to get him in the house. That's That was the the last day before he was on a leash at all times. Because it was just, I was like, if I'm crying out of frustration, like this just cannot be a scenario. He has to be on the leash all the time. He is still counter-surfing too. We came home, or we came inside a couple, a week ago, and he he pulled down a bag of tangerines and then oh, Swizz, yeah. Swizz had started eating them. So <laughs> All, we, have, we have like yeah. a bunch of tangerines with little like tooth marks in yeah, them. Yeah, canine punctures, like little vampire, tangerine vampires coming and chomping them. Yeah, and Swizz ate one. Yeah. 
I, she came up to me and I was like, wow, you smell like oranges. <laughs> and I was thinking, gee, her dad must have just given her a slice of no. it. Nope, she just ate. She found her own. That's She's funny. like, they're all over the kitchen, Jen. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, we really have to put. I bet he was disappointed. He's probably like, ugh, tangerines. I know. Everything has to go away. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. But he's he's getting there. He will be a very good dog. And I think once the training clicks. Mm-hmm then it, it will be a lot easier. So the, I think the sexier than a squirrel is helping with that, uh, which is the whole point of it, right? That you play these games and they get the games are exciting and that helps you do the training. Yep. Um, but it hasn't, it hasn't fully clicked with him yet. Yeah, I pretended to like put something in between my legs or something when he was in the water and he clearly was interested. It was like, ooh, that's something I do. Yeah, one of the games is that you like have them kind of swore, like figure eight around your legs, go in between your legs and then around and between, uh, and it gets him super excited. And he really does like doing it. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't practiced it a ton. So he's I'm also sure... standing in the water. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, if you get these games to, I think part of the idea is you have these games that are super exciting and they get really rewarded for them. And so the idea is if he's in the water and you really need him to come you signal like we're going to play your favorite game and then he wants to come over and be with you and play the game. Yeah. We're not there yet, but it's helping. That's right. So I think that's all the dog updates. Queso is still awesome. Yeah. Vink is holding weight. She's still real skinny. We're almost worried about her. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, uh, we've now increased her to uh, a cup and a half twice a day. She was at one cup once a day for weight loss rations and then we increased just breakfast. Her weight has remained pretty stable. She still seems real skinny. So we've upped it a bit. We'll just have to keep an eye on it to find the right level for her. But she's doing good. Yeah. I mean, and I, also, good job to your dad. Thank you. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, but it's, it's hard. It's like with, you know, with people sometimes. When you're used to one weight and someone loses weight, you're just like, the difference is so stark. That's what it is with Vink. It's only like 10 pounds, right? But That's a lot of weight for a little dog. But as you said, this is as light as she's ever been since like yeah. three, three months old or something. <laughs> so we're not used to it yet. So it does seem awfully skinny. But she's the same as always. It's not like she's you know suffering or anything like that. No, she's doing good. She does laps. She swims laps. <laughs> she just doesn't care about anything else that's going on. We do the live streams out there and like... <laughs> Guac and hops are fetching, and Swizz is running around, and Vink, I throw the ball, and Vink's like, I'm just going to keep swimming left to right. Leisurely laps. Yeah. Like, yeah, bloop, bloop, Yeah, so I think that's it for dog updates. Everything's pretty much under control. Okay. So for Taste of the Keys this week, we're bringing you two tales the tails is a little That's a two, two overstating bits, two, it. Two, seg- segments. Two, two little things from Summerland Key, which is two keys up from us. Uh, one is help sought in gas station smash and grab from Conklife. So I really like the imagery of this. All right. So they have released footage from this gas station, uh, Dion's Quick Mart. Which, AKA Dion's Chicken, which is in the mobile gas station. Maybe it's a shell on Summerlin Key. Uh, so the Dion's Chicken, it's like fried chicken, and it's in a lot of gas stations in the Keys. You can get it in there. Uh, I, as a vegetarian, have not had it, but people say it's very delicious. So uh, at 2.28 a.m. 
uh, last Monday, the alarm went off. The front glass door had a hole in it, and the door was unlocked. And so they look at the footage, and someone smashes the glass door. They don't know what with, but it makes a hole. And then the suspect's arm was then seen through the hole, and he unlocked the door. I just love the imagery of, like, this video is from the inside, so you just see an arm come in and then, like, reach around and feel until you get to the lock and, like, unlock the door. All right, so then the guy has unlocked the door. White male, six feet tall, medium build, comes in. Oh, it's a lot of detail in here. He had a white belt. Unusual. Yeah. Uh, Black pants, gray shoes with white soles and a white belt. White soles on the shoes? That's what it says. Could be sneakers, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So he's like going around to the checkout. He goes straight to the e-cigarettes. He takes $200 in vape cartridges and then he leaves. <laughs> My dude, if you're going to break in. Once you're in. What, you didn't even take any Slim Jims? Dude. Beer? He was trying to stay under $1,000. Oh, my God. He's petty large in the army. Is that the felony cutoff? In... I don't know if it's $1,000. It's, it's like 200 bucks in Virginia. Well, maybe he was 199 Oh, my God. I- I'm sure he didn't know. Plus, the door, 500 <laughs> It's going to be 500 bucks to repair the door. I mean, that's going towards it. Yeah. Like, get yourself a trash bags from the trash bag aisle and fill that up with some goods. Get yourself some cheapies. He's not a thief. He just He's literally needed, a thief. He just needed some vapors, man. He, he just needed some vapors. He thieved the vapors. He just wanted to get some more I don't think, cartridges. I don't think morally he's any better off just taking vape cartridges than also taking snacks. I bet in his mind he is. Oh my god. I'd have in like his mind it was Mundraub. He just was, he just had a had an <laughs> no. urgent physical need and for two hundred dollars of vape cartridges. And he was meeting it. Well, you know, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> um so he was in the store for less than one minute and he fled on foot southbound on route one smoking <laughs> vaping vaping like crazy you can call crime stoppers at 866-471-8477 and you can remain anonymous and this is on the front page of our daily keys stories you may be eligible for a cash reward hopefully less than what he stole <laughs> So, uh, oh yeah, or you can go to Twitter, Crime Stoppers 305. 305's our area code, crime, at Crime Stoppers 305. So, there you go. That was an interesting one. I just love that arm. Small town crime. Just like a little video of an arm coming through the door and then reaching around and unlocking it. It's very funny. He must have known where it was. He'd been there before. <laughs> I'm sure. Had some good chicken. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to steal those vapes. <laughs> so, uh, the other story from Summerland Key uh, which begins directly across the street from that gas station. It's just me and JR Dad. So I think I mentioned on one of the last podcasts that uh, my little running project is to run every road in the Keys. And Your little running project. I'm sorry. This is a it's pretty many hundreds of miles. major project. Yeah, it's a big project. Because uh, I got to run most of them twice because they're dead ends. You got to run down to the end and back. Uh, this weekend I went up and I was like, you know, I've got time. I mean, I have time during the week at this point too, but like certainly on the weekend I have time. So I'm going to drive way up, you know, towards the upper keys and I'm going to run a whole island there. And I had mapped it out and I'm like, I think it's going to be like 14 miles. <laughs> and then, so I ran, you know, the, there's kind of one main neighborhood and then there's a few other little bits. And I ran the one main neighborhood. And it was like 13 and a half miles. And then it's like, 
you know, I drove an hour and a half to get here. I'm going to finish this whole island. There's not that much left. And so it's like, I've run the whole route, route one, right? So I just need to like drive to the different parts on route one. So it's like, okay, I'll go run these eight streets over here. And then these streets over here. So it ended up being 19 miles. Crazy. <laughs> and it's like, so I, fin I finished, I ran 14 miles. All right, I'll just go to this one other part. Oh, that was like three miles. All right, I'll go to this other part. I can't leave and not finish this because I drove like an hour and a half. One street left yeah, an hour and a half away. That's it. it really was. There's like two streets over here and a street and a half over here. Like I got to go do them all. Uh, yeah, so it ended up being 19 miles. So this week I've been like, I'm going to stay a little bit closer <laughs> to home because there's plenty of streets to do down here in the Lower Keys. And so uh, we hadn't run on Summerland Key at all, which as we mentioned, is just two keys up from us. We've run every one through it, but we have not actually run any of the neighborhoods. Right. And so on Summerlin Key, immediately behind the Dion Chicken slash gas station. The smashed and grabbed one. Yep, is Summerlin Key Cove Airport, which is just a private, it's a little air park. So it's a private, tiny runway that have houses on either side with people have planes in their garages. It is so cool. Yeah, you, I mean, I think it's so much cooler than you do, but I think it's amazing. Jared Dad with the whole time was like, this is awesome. So all the houses down here are elevated, uh, you know, for the, you know, hurricanes, basically. And so these are, and so you've got all kinds of pillars under your house, like concrete pillars that hold it up. But these are built, so the concrete pillars are only around the outside, where like ours, we've got a lot of them in the middle. Usually it's just a grid of concrete pillars underneath. Um, these are built so the concrete pillars are just on the outside. So you have a hanger under the house for your airplane. And then you literally drive it out of your driveway across a little grass strip onto this tiny runway. It's amazing. There's no tower or anything, right? It's just an open... It's like, you know, there, there are developments where there's a golf course in the middle and then, and then like the houses that. are all around it and you can like just walk onto the golf course and play golf because it's your golf course it's a private golf course it's like that except an airport yes <laughs> there's no building an airport it's, is it's a runway it's generous it's a it's runway a, in the middle yeah a very skinny little it's, runway it's, it's narrower than the road leading to it almost. it is yeah yeah with grass on the other side oh. so it's very cool so it's just one row of houses on each side and uh yeah so yesterday i'm like dear dad i'm gonna go run the airport like run up and down the street on the one side and run up and down the street on the other side so cool so uh dear dad and guac came with and uh we parked right by the dion's chicken gas station and uh, ran down there yeah. uh and you're just looking at people's ha garages hangers and there's like you know under their house you're used to seeing boats and stuff but this is all just planes got a little like, cessna got a little piper down there so cool yep and uh, and we were running, and there's one house, and it's got a a Cessna. So that's a little, you know, these are all little planes. It has the wings across the top. So Piper has the wings under the main fuselage. A Cessna has the wings across the top. And so under this house, there's a Cessna, and then parked under each wing are the cars. There's like an SUV on one side and like yeah. a little car on the other side. And I was like, that is just the tidiest little arrangement with like the. The Cessna in the middle and the car's tucked right under the wings. Who would be so tidy? <laughs> We're running fast, running past this house. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, that's cute. And then some guy in the house, like on, you know, up on the balcony up at the top is like, this is a long way from Sugarloaf Key where you guys live. And it's our flight instructor <laughs> who we knew lived, you know, we knew he lived on the air park down there. Um, we didn't know where his house was. Didn't or... know he'd be watching us. <laughs> no, they were like out eating dinner on their balcony and uh and he i 
I gotta say, if he were running past our house, I wouldn't recognize him. I don't think from like from that far, but we must be a distinctive pair. And, uh, so yeah, so he's, and I, and I'm like, he and his wife are both retired, like career Navy retired. He went to the Naval Academy. She might have too. I don't know. Um, Navy Air Force, or, you know, Navy. He's aviation, a Navy pilot. Navy yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, I mean, he's exactly the kind of guy at the flight school. He's always like, I hate it. I hate a messy like <laughs> lecture. Right. He's always putting shit away, like getting everything in neat little piles. He's very tidy and organized. Very and, much yeah. a military guy. <laughs> great flight instructor yeah uh, he's, he's a great flight instructor so yeah so we we haven't seen him for a long time because we are you know can't socially distance in a cockpit nope nope you're touching in a cockpit so uh anyway it was nice to see him and so we very distantly we waved, waved up at the porch and he waved down at us and we <laughs> yeah. ran fast yeah. we had guac with us yeah so uh so that was pretty cool i i thought it was really fun to like you have like a plane in your garage yeah plane <laughs> cool. tuck, tucked under your house yeah and uh and so i run you know i have that instagram for uh mailboxes keys mailboxes is my instagram and so we're like running we ran the whole first side and to your dad's like aren't there any airplane mailboxes i'm like i seriously was hoping for some cool airplane mailboxes I mean, they were the- boringest mailboxes there wasn't anything worth it there wasn't like a crab one or a mermaid one they were all just just plastic just mailboxes. regular old mailboxes but yeah. on the other side finally there was a person who had uh, a very cute little airplane mailbox yeah. it had a propeller on like the front and like little wings and it's like a water one it had little buoy things on the bottom so that was very cute so i did get my airplane mailbox it was cool it was yeah. worth it Yep. So that was a, a fun. It was most of these runs I'm doing are sort of on the longer side because I'll try to do a whole chunk, like a whole neighborhood at once or whatever. So they end up being, you know, more like five miles on the short side. Like tonight was about five miles. And, yeah. and this, the map always looks very cool, like a fish. With yeah, the, my Strava, my GPS maps are are really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one was only three miles. It was a nice little short one. We've been having like. Every day we've been breaking heat records down here, like for the last month. It's 86 today. It was 94 in Marathon. It's crazy. I mean, it's like middle of summer heat. And I've been, you know, I've been training, you know, running in the middle of the day all winter. And it's been in the 80s. I mean, it hasn't been cold. And then all of a sudden I'm like, God, I am like wilting out here. And it's because we had this spike in temperatures like two weeks ago. And it's been in the upper 80s and super humid every single day yeah. and uh and it's like even though i was running in it it all of a sudden just jumped and we're hitting all these records and mm. not much wind either no it's been really and like no rain no clouds nothing and so i've been happily running in the evening for the last few nights which has made it a little nicer so it was a nice little sunset at the air park uh, <laughs> but no one was flying because i guess there's nowhere to fly to i guess if you just want to fly around you could yeah, but we didn't see any planes taking off. There's not a lot of traffic on the roads. There's not a lot of traffic in the air. Indeed. Yeah, even the Navy air base, the fighter jets aren't flying, which is too bad. That's a I bonus know. around here. Too. I mean, especially since we found the end of the runway where we could just like go sit out there with a little <sighs> picnic. As soon so as they're good. flying again, we're going to go do that. Would have been so good. So uh, that's the keys update. Dear Dad, you have a German word of the week. Yeah, what did we say? You said we haven't done Torschlusspanik. Torschlusspanik. Yeah, it's not on the... The wiki has a list of German words. We both thought we had done it, but it's not on there. So maybe I've talked to you about it. Maybe just off air, which is, I guess, possible. We do talk 
off the podcast. It's sometimes. possible as a concept. Why waste it off air, though? I save it all for these podcasts. Torschluss panic is literally door closed panic. Yes, it's the it's the sort of the feeling that you have to like in a store buy everything just before the store closes, or you have to like grab everything just before the door is closing and it's and it, something's over for the day or something but the idea is that they're gonna they're gonna lock the doors at seven and, and it's 659 mm. so it's it's a little like fomo but not exactly no it's more specific right they're they're gonna lock you in and you better get your shit and get out of here yeah <laughs> so you're just like oh i gotta it's finish closing this, now finish this transaction yeah it's yeah. closing time Definitely get that at the grocery store now, since it closes so much earlier. Yeah. We've been in there, and it's like, okay, we have 15 minutes. Like, get everything. Self-checkout. Check, 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 In check, Germany, check. they always closed at 6, right? They, you know, you never didn't go um, shop late. Mm-hmm. They were limited hours. They may still be limited hours. Jared often talks about, like, this is how it is in Germany, and you haven't lived in Germany since, like, 1983. No. I mean, how was it actually 1983? It's been a long time. No. You're 1980? 19... I lived there in 91, but it was for a year. Yeah, yeah well, that doesn't count. I mean, uh, it does count a little bit, but like enough. your main German experience was like as a kid quite 91. a long time ago. Yeah. Things have changed a lot in 40 years. Yeah, you know. We were, before Dear Dad, Dear Dad went to, did you go to Germany at Christmas? Yeah. This year? You mm-hmm. did. Um, we were talking about it ahead of time and he was like, I had like booked him a hotel for, it was a few days before on like a Sunday, booked him a hotel in Frankfurt, Frankfurt. I think. Yeah. And he's like, everything's going to be closed. There's not going to be anywhere to do anything. And I'm like, my dude, you lived in Germany 40 years ago. I guarantee you in Frankfurt, plenty of stuff is going to be open on Sunday. And we had like this little argument about it. And I was like, I know that I'm right. I also checked it on the internet, but I just let your dad go and tons of stuff was open. It was Saturday. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> stuff was open on Sunday too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not as much. What was that? Not as much. <laughs> he was like, there's just nothing. You can't get any food. You can't buy any whatever. Like if you, you just have to go to a gas station if you want to get something to eat. Not, not true in current Germany. He's he's making faces <laughs> at me, which you can't see on the podcast. It was not true in Frankfurt that day. It's true. Things and th- I'm open to the possibility that things have changed <laughs> since 1981. And I'm sure that there's still a couple little villages that are stuck in 1981 and everything. Closes. I mean, that did that was the problem, right? My parents have always lived in small villages. Yeah, it's a lot different than big cities. Yep. But you were worried. I was. Yep. Oh. It was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. All right, well, there you go. I think that's all we've got to say for now. I'm sure we'll have more random stuff for the bonus podcast. No. I'm not going to tell anyone. That's for no rules, though. (laughs) No rules podcast. (laughs) I get my bad date out of the way. I mean, there's plenty of other bad ones, but they're not going to live up to that. I don't know. There's some good stories. I know. Well, we'll think about it. We'll have something good for you. Uh, Until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Unless they ask you to. That's all I can say. It's good advice. Just solid. Bye. Bye.